What is good, everyone? This is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must label free. I'm super excited. I've got a very cool guest joining us all the way from LA. You know, we love the West Coast people over there. Uh, he is a speaker, a coach. He's also got an incredible story. So tune in and listen to him, how he overcame and what was diagnosed as an incurable disease, but he is here today. Please welcome Kevin Nahai. Kevin, thank you for joining us today. I am so pumped and excited to hear your story because it just, you, you look like you've just oozed positivity and just like good vibes. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on. And thank you for the shout out to the West Coast people. I am a huge fan of Chicago. I actually like it better than New York. Uh, I like New York too for the New York listeners, but um, yeah, it's it's really <laughs> great to favorites. be here. And thank you for the kind introduction. You're welcome. So I'd like to just kind of start out. I mean, I read your bio again. You know, I read it in the beginning when you when we connected, and then I read it again, and it's just something that really touched me. And that's what I, why I started my podcast was just. Um, myself having to come over, overcome a lot of labels, a lot of trauma to what, where it's got me to today. So can you tell us a little bit like about your journey and what brought you to actually coming here to share your story with us? Yeah, of course. Um, I, I was uh, moved to come on your podcast when I learned about it. Um, because as my, as I tell my story, you will hear a lot of labels and they are labels that I had to work very hard, first of all, to believe that they were possible to overcome. And then I had to work just as hard actually to overcome them. Yeah. Um, and we'll, we'll get into that more. But basically, when I was 19 years old, my first semester, freshman year of college, um, I'm 29 now. So this was 10 years ago, in the fall of 2011, I became very, very ill, very quickly out of nowhere. Um, I was trying to figure out what was going on. I was having internal bleeding oh, wow. and I was diagnosed with Crohn's disease, which is an incurable autoimmune disease of the stomach. Um, and autoimmune diseases uh, can be treated and some of them can be put into remission, but it all depends on how bad the case is. Yeah. Uh, and I got slapped out of nowhere no symptoms, no preconditions, no nothing with, you know, one of the worst cases on the books. Um, so for 11 months, I was living in and out of the hospital. I lost 70 pounds oh. and I fell into a very, very deep depression um, and I became suicidal. The other thing that happened as a result of the emotional trauma of this whole thing is that I developed very intense anorexia. Um, at first I couldn't eat yeah. and then I was starving myself. Right. And you know, the, when you're going through trauma, it can end up in cutting, it could end up in alcoholism, it could end up in anorexia, it could end up in, you know, all sorts of self-destructive behaviors. And the way that it ended up for me the way that I was trying to impose a sense of control over my life and the way that the trauma ended up for me was anorexia, depression, panic attacks, self-isolation. You know, those were how, you know, I could have been a drug addict or an alcoholic or something else, but this was for whatever reason, how it ended up in my case. Yeah. Um, and you know, it took me many, many years to 
as I said, first of all, believe that it was possible for me to climb out of that hole. Yeah. And then it took me many years after that to climb out of that hole and, and those holes. And um, I really went on two oh. missions. Um, and, and this is the last part of my story I'll share right now. My first mission was that I was going to see if it was possible for me to turn my life around. And turning my life around meant learning how to have happy and healthy relationships, learning how to get my body and my health in order, learning what I wanted to do with my career, right? Basically mm -hmm. creating a fulfilling life for myself in the face of all of these challenges. And then the second part of my mission was if I could do that for myself, then I was going to teach other people how I did it. Yeah. I wasn't going to teach them why I did it. Or I wasn't going to teach them why it was important to do it. I was going to teach them the practical how, the day in, day out, this is what I did to move past these labels and to create very, very different results, concrete results in my life. Yeah, that's amazing. I have uh, a girlfriend, I don't, her and I aren't really in contact anymore, but we were close for quite a while. And she had Crohn's disease and she mm. had flare ups all the time. I don't know if it's what she was eating or she wasn't taking good care of herself, but I know that she, it was not easy for her with what she went through. And I don't, I don't think people, when I think when people hear that, they don't understand how debilitating that that can be for someone and um, yeah. just, just witnessing what she went through and how sick she would get was just, um, you know, it, 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 you know, it hurt me because there's nothing I can do you know, to help, yeah. you know, as soon as you watch someone you love or care about and they have that. So in your, well, the, the other crazy debilitating thing is that when you have a physical ailment, people, you know, think that that's that you're treating and dealing with the physical ailment, but the emotional fallout yeah. is, is often more difficult to overcome. You know, like if, if God forbid you got COVID during the pandemic and you went into the hospital and the ICU and you had to be on a ventilator and you survived, everybody is like, Oh my God, this COVID is the worst thing ever. Right. But, right. but the, the trauma of having your whole life upended by an illness yeah. and then, you know, you feel like your body has betrayed you and all of that kind of stuff. We don't, we don't talk about the emotional aspect of physical illnesses right? and, and all of the emotional stuff that you have to recover from as well. Yeah. I mean, I, so my late husband, he was sick for many, many, many years and I became a caretaker and it's when you're a caretaker to someone you love and you watch them go through the, a battle with their life, you know, he's not, he's no longer here. He did not survive. I'm so sorry. Um, he, I, you know what, he's in a better place. He's not suffering anymore. He needed his third kidney transplant, completely different type of ailments. He was really big into steroids, wouldn't stop injecting, even though he needed his third transplant. And wow. during that time, he had open he had open heart surgery. I was administering dialysis for three years, and so like watching someone go through he that. He was a bodybuilder. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, bodybuilder. It didn't know when to stop. He never to he never had an off season, so wow. um, it was very hard. But watching someone go through that, and he basically gave up at the end. But it's just like it. I just saw the mental and emotional decline in him. You know, and he mm. would just say, he would just cry. Like, I can't do this anymore. And no matter what I said or did, like, come on, we can do this. Like, I'm here for you. You know, I even went as far as like, I started the IVF process. Like you have something to live for. Let's have a baby. Cause I had always mm. wanted a child. 
And that was just, and he had four daughters from a previous marriage. So it wasn't enough to, to get him strong enough to keep fighting for his life. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, I, I've been lucky enough to not have like minimal ailments, you know, like, oh, I got injured my, my hip or my back <laughs> from lifting too right. heavy, but uh, nothing to the point where I would, you know, I would feel like my body betrayed me. I don't know how I would react to that. I think it, I would not do well at all. <laughs> right. Right. So, yeah. I mean, so you witnessed firsthand the, the emotional trauma that comes along oh, with the physical ailments. So, bad. yeah. Bad. But you know, the point of it all, I mean, in sometimes your body betrays you. Sometimes you abuse your body. Those are two different things, right? Yeah. So, but the, 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 the point of, of it all is that in my case, you know, I had anxiety, I had depression, I had anorexia, I had Crohn's disease in my relationships with women. I had codependency. I had all of these very daunting labels to overcome. And I had to read entire books on them and I had to go to special types of therapy for them. And I, you know, I also had binge eating disorder, which is like another big slap, right? Some, another big label to slap on. And the truth is that with any one of those things, yeah, people will tell you, look, you can manage it, but this is something that you'll have for the rest of your life. Yeah. Right. You'll, you will always have depressive tendencies or you, your genetic makeup, you will always be an anxious person, or you will always be a little bit codependent or whatever, you know, eating disorders never fully go away. That's something I've heard from eating disorder therapists, A to Z for years. It never fully goes away. You know, when you have a troubled relationship with your body, the way that your husband did, it's something that, you know, you will, it will follow you like a shadow for the rest of your life. Do you feel that way? No, I, I absolutely staunchly do not believe that because I am living proof that it's not. Hey dad, how you been? What's going on? Well, uh, not too much. Spring cleaning time. Well, did you weed whack? Did you get the carpets clean? I know, I know mom's all about that. So I I, want to make sure we're ready to go. Well, yeah. Um, I got the gutters clean. That's about it. That's it? Well, when I said we whack and all that in the carpet, I kind of meant like the Manscaped 4.0. It's a little more personal. I understand. Yeah, it works oh, I, awesome. Have you tried this? I have tried it, and it works wonders. It really oh, does. Yeah. Okay. This is pretty cool. And uh, see, it comes with uh, with an LED light. And I, I understand it's waterproof. It is waterproof. It works well. I tried it. You know, I mean, uh, it's a good product. It's a great product. I've tried other ones, and they're just so noisy, and and it's they don't uh, they don't cut very well. Wow, that's really good, Mike. Where do we get this? Well, you know, you can get it at manscaped.com. Uh, and while you're at manscaped.com, you know that we got a code so we get cheaper. Really? Yeah. What, we, what kind of a discount can we get? We can get it at label free 20, and it gives you 20% off the product, and it gives us free shipping. And, uh, you know, I've tried some of the other products there because they got these all new premier products. Um, like this here, it's for your, it's a deodorant. Now, is it for underarm or other places or? Made it, you know, I tried, but it's for the underarm. Okay. That's, that's, that's where it's at. And you can also get it at uh, manscaped.com. Same code. We're using the code again. Label free 20. Label free 20. Label free 20. Off free shipping. Free shipping. Well. I mean, how can you go wrong with that, right? Wonderful. 
So tell us about that road to, I guess, of recovery to where you are today, because I, I think that you, these are two different people that, you know, if I was to see you back then versus now, like you're a completely different person than you were. I'm a completely different person. And, and you know, it's, it's, I was having dinner with a friend the other night and we were talking about how, you know, ourselves at 30, very different from who we were at 25 and, oh. and even more different from who we were at 20. Wait till you get in your forties. <laughs> right. I, and these are only, you know, five, 10 year increments. Yeah. But you know, Deanna, I think that a marker of success is that you put so much distance between who you are now and who you used to be that you don't recognize that person anymore. Yeah. And that yeah. can be a little bit of a mind F excuse my language, you know, no. when, Go ahead, swear away. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you, you look back on your life and you're like, who the hell was that? Like, what, yeah. what was I doing? What was I thinking? You know, but, but it's also a, a sign of, of huge success. Um, but to answer your question, the first thing that I had to do was I had to dispense with the idea that I was going to live with these issues forever. Right. In the back of my mind, it was like, look, I, I, I'm not stupid. I know that Crohn's disease is incurable until right. we come up with a cure. But that I was not going to have those words, uh, you know, sort of tease me for the rest of my life. Right. I was Run not going to be haunted. Yeah. yeah I, I wasn't going to be haunted by that. Yeah. Right. And I, I, I had the belief that no, just because I have a lot of eating disorder problems now does not mean that I, I cannot get to a place where that no longer affects my life. Yeah. And now truly I love my body. I'm happy with my body. I work out every day to Good. support my body, not to abuse my body, you know, and just like anybody, if I eat too much candy and pizza, then I gain a couple pounds and then I'm like, okay, I don't like the way this looks. So then I lose a couple pounds. Just you know, yeah, or how just it like feels. anybody, like, right? Too much pizza and candy. I don't feel good. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like coming out of my pores. <laughs> right, exactly. So you know, but as I said, I'm living proof that you can overcome the the stigmas and the labels and and the the things that you're told about you or the way that your life has been. Um, a very common example, I mentioned this before we started recording, but if you go to an AA meeting, yeah. everybody stands up and they say, hi, I'm John, I'm an alcoholic. Then you find out they've been sober for like 35 years. Yeah. God bless them. Right. Yeah. So my stance is whatever helps you. If saying I'm an alcoholic after 10 or 15 or 30 years of sobriety keeps you sober, then, then sure, say why not? it. Yeah. Right. But for me, I knew that if I were an alcoholic, constantly reminding myself that I'm an alcoholic or constantly reminding myself that I used to be so depressed or so anorexic or so sick, yes. I knew that that was going to tarnish my reputation with myself. Yeah. Yeah. I would agree. So I needed to take, to take a different approach. And now one of the things I really help my clients with is dispose of stories that they've been telling themselves about the way they are and yeah. the way their life has to be. I love that. That's very powerful. Thank so, you. 
how do you take them? So in your bio, it says that you, um, through practical guidance and actionable, actionable at daily steps, you're able to teach your clients how to feel authentic love for themselves. So what are some of the, some of that guidance and actionable daily steps that, you know, just as an example that you would, that you would give them? So the way that we dispense with those old stories and build more respect and love for ourselves is through respectable behavior. We build self-esteem through esteemable behavior, right? Mm -hmm. um, so first we have to determine what are you not doing in your life that if you were doing it, you'd feel better about yourself. Yeah. And those are often very simple things. Exercising, eating better, making more money at work, calling friends more often, rekindling old friendships, patching up your relationship with your mom, going yeah. to couples counselor with couples counseling with your husband or wife. Yeah. Um, volunteering at your local church, meditating, reducing your anxiety, right? None of these things are rocket science. Right. But my, you know, the first question is, what are you not doing that if you did it would make you feel better? And what are you doing that if you stopped it, you would feel better? Yeah. So that could be like, drinking too much or smoking too much weed or um, eating like shit or um, hanging out with the wrong people or being a workaholic. There are so many things we don't do that if we just implemented a few of them, there would be an astronomical surge in how we feel about ourselves. And there are so many things that we do that if we cut them or stopped them, there would be a huge surge in the way we feel about ourselves. Yeah. But what builds the self-respect and the self-esteem is to do them over and over again and then to say, I did this. Yeah. I accomplished this. I set my mind to something. I made changes. And hmm, I actually feel better. And then your subconscious mind goes, huh, I guess you're not this loser that just has to feel terrible about herself or himself all the time. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So a lot of people approach like this self-love, self-esteem thing from the perspective of like you're good enough and you have enough and affirmations and manifesting and you know self-talk and and all of that is great, but my approach is a lot more practical and behavioral because yeah. that's that's what I have found creates a different feeling internally and creates different results externally. Absolutely. Does that make sense? Uh, oh, pfft. I'm a hundred percent on board with that. I'm all about the manifestation and good self-talk, but if I don't show up for myself on a daily basis and I, you know, if I like kind of, I mean, obviously I'm not, this doesn't happen as much as it used to, but you know, I've had to set goals for myself and stick to those goals and accomplish them. And every time that I would stick to something and show up for myself time day in and day out, my self-esteem would grow and build and get stronger. And I would feel more, better and more confident about myself. Not only that, but I'm creating good habits and good patterns in my life that are breaking away from some of those destructive patterns before. So I'm all about it. I believe that, you know, I don't, I don't believe in being entitled. I think that you're supposed to work for what you want because there's no lesson in something being given to you. The lesson sometimes has to be earned and sometimes it's easy. Sometimes it's hard. I mean, for me personally, I I've had, 
you know, I've had a little bit of a rough life, not going to lie, but I haven't allowed that to define myself. And I look back on some of those times and I think, okay, I had to go through some of those things to create who I am today because I can reflect on those experiences and it has given me the wisdom and the foresight that I now have. And that that's why I started this show that has connected so many people across the world. And um, to me, that's been a gift going through all those experiences, just like you, you are now a coach and a speaker, which is a huge deal. You know, I mean, to be able to speak to people and impact people's lives on a positive, in a positive way to help them for the better and change. That's like, you were given gifts that, you know, God gave, said, you're going to survive this and you can come out of it better and stronger. And you're going to be a guiding light to those that might be struggling. Well, we're doing the, thank you. And we're doing the exact same thing in different approaches, you know, you're taking the lessons that you've learned, the hardships that you've had, and you're channeling it into your podcast, which has a ripple effect and touches many different people's lives across many different countries. And, you know, I do that in in my own way. So I really commend you and appreciate you. And I think that one lesson that we can share um, is that sometimes in life, if your path is harder, it's because your calling is higher. Yes. Amen to that. I, you know, the, I don't, I never wish for anybody to struggle or have a hard life. Um, I wish peace for, for everybody internally and, and externally. And of course, everybody struggles, everybody has their stuff, but there are some people who get knocked down over and over and over again in life. And it takes a long time to recover from, from that. Hello puppy. This is Athena. She's like, hi, Athena. She thinks she's she's a cat. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) You know, but, but those people, if they can overcome their demons often go on to fill, fulfill a higher calling and, and deliver, you know, their purpose. And what I want to say to anybody who's listening is that I know you've struggled and I know you've had a hard life in one way or another, however large or small. And because you've struggled and had a hard life in one way or another, you have a purpose, yeah. however large or small. I agree. People often think that their life purpose has to be to cure cancer or save the kids in Africa or, you know, become a, a speaker and, and write a best-selling book or something like that. You don't. Your purpose, your, everybody's purpose in life every day is giving their gift. Yeah. All you have to do is discover your gift. In your case, at this stage of your life, your gift is your podcast. And I'm sure a few yeah. other things that you do, right? Yeah. At this stage of my life, my gift is my speaking and my coaching and my relationships. Maybe it'll be different in 10 years. Yeah. And somebody else, even if they work at McDonald's, their gift is giving the best possible service at the cash register or making the best possible Big Mac and putting a smile on somebody's face. Yeah. McDonald's, you can send me the check for that endorsement. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> you know, but seriously, how I, I, I just want everyone to understand that however large and grandiose or small and trivial you think your life is, you have a purpose. It's just to discover what is my gift at that time in my life and how do I give it away to people? That's it. Amen to that. Yeah, I love it. That was beautiful. Well, okay, because we're we're coming up on time here. It's time to start uh, saying our goodbyes. So where can people find you, connect with you, you know, if they want to learn more, want to learn about your coaching, your speaking, 
where where can they connect? Uh, my Instagram is probably the easiest way. You can always send me a DM. It's just my name, Kevin Nahai, and my last name is N as in Nancy A H A I. Um, and my website is my name, kevinnahai.com. Okay, cool. Yeah, are you on uh, LinkedIn at all? I am, but I need to be better about checking it. So you can definitely, <laughs> I know, I know. Well, you we'll can definitely put... reach out, but Instagram and my website are the easiest ways. All right. I'll put those links in the show notes, you guys. So don't hesitate to reach out to Kevin. If you're someone that was moved by his story and you connect with him, he is there. Obviously, he's very kind, very gracious, and very open and wanting to connect. So don't hesitate to go and give him a follow and shoot him a quick message. Kevin, you've already left left us with some great wisdom today and um, some words that moved me. But at the end, I always like to ask for any last words of wisdom or advice. So is there anything left that you'd like to leave with the audience before we say goodbye? Um, ask yourself, what is one thing you can do today, tomorrow, and the next day to improve your life 1%? Forget about your five-year goals. Forget about the huge things you want to do. Start focusing on the tiny 1% changes, whether that's quitting doing something or adding something to your routine. Just smart, just start small. Mm -hmm. Think big, but act small, right? Yes. Think big, act small, and eventually those little acts will compound. Mm -hmm. And before you know it, you'll be where you want to be. Amen to that. I totally agree. Well, we're both living proof of that. So we've both done those and made those changes in our life a little bit at a time to get to us to where we are today. So we are an example, you guys. So don't be afraid of setting those small goals and achieving them day in and day out and big things will happen. You will see. Kevin, thank you for being a guest today. Please keep us up to date on any new projects you might have so we can have you back to update the audience. So um, thank you for doing what you do. Just love it and keep spreading that positivity and, and helping people become better versions of their, themselves. Appreciate you so much. Thank you, Deanna. You're welcome. You guys, this is your host, Deanna Radulescu with Label Free Podcast. Live your best life. You must live label free. Please don't forget to comment, share, rate, review, subscribe, follow all those good things. And I'll be back soon with more dynamic guests.